0: Hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message. Thank you very much. Uh, take a walk. That's our sermon series at the moment. Uh, Sharon cook, uh, kicked it off last week and did a, a great job and I'm going to carry on with that. Today And so I just want us to stop and think for a moment what it is like to take a walk with somebody else. Because to understand a physical walk it will help us understand what it is in our spiritual walk with God. And so when you take a walk with somebody, you walk at the same pace. No one walks off ahead and no one falls behind. There's a sense of unity and harmony as you walk along. There's community, there's interaction, there's relationship. And so that is what it is like when we take our walk with God. And in uh, Genesis chapter 5, we can read about an incredible man named Enoch. And the Bible tells us that he walked with God. For 300 years, he walked with God. And uh, And so again, we we know that walking with God is being in harmony, unity, together, connection with him. But what's incredible about Enoch is he actually just walked with the Lord into heaven and never actually tasted death. And while this passage does not suggest that anyone who walks with God will be taken to heaven without seeing death, it does imply that walking with God opens up the pathway there and as I thought about that this week I thought man it would be pretty cool just to walk into heaven and to not taste death but it wouldn't be so good for the people that you leave behind because <laughs> you've just walked off and they're wondering if you're going to walk back in again or not and, and so there would be no dead body, no funeral, memorial service or closure for them and uh, and a funeral is actually quite powerful uh, for those that you leave behind because um, your, your life can honor the God that we serve. And a funeral is an opportunity for others to hear the gospel and to hear about the God you've served and uh, for God to be honored through your life. But Enoch was one who walked with God. And I think uh, even at your funeral it would be pretty impressive if people could say, you know, Pastor Carl Anderson, Megan Roberts, (laughs) Martin Reed, they walked with God. Because we know what that means, doesn't it? It's about the unity, the connection and everything like that. The title of today's message is, Take a Walk in Someone Else's Shoes. To walk with God means to keep him at the center of our thinking and everything. I'm going to give you four simple steps to walking with God. Step number one, make him the Lord of your life. He's to be Lord and Savior. And that's the very first step to walking with God. Jesus, I know you're the son of God. You died on the cross for my sins. Because of you, I'm forgiven and I have right relationship with you. I receive you into my life as Lord, that's the big one, and Saviour. That's the very first step to walking with God, is to acknowledge Him as Lord and to receive Him. Step number two is to listen to Him. And we need to understand that He has a small, soft voice. And it speaks into our thoughts and it speaks into our conscience. And we also want to understand that God's word is God's voice. God's word is God's compass. And so step number two is simply listen to him. Step number three is trust him. If you're going to walk with God, you're going to need to trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your might and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path, he will make your path Straight. So step number three is trust him. And step number four is obedience. If he's going to be our Lord, we need to surrender. We need to yield. We need to say, hey, not my will be done, but your will be done in my life. Four simple ke- keys for walking with God. If you want to walk with God, you will need to keep in step with him. So you don't want to run ahead of him and you don't want to fall behind. You Want to stay beside him. And so this morning I'm going to go to Romans chapter 8. And the last two times I've preached, I've shared on Psalm 23. And Psalm 23 is a prophetic word for the year 23. And I've asked people to put it to memory, to store it away. It's just six verses. And uh, Romans 8 really does complement Psalm 23. Romans chapter 8 teaches us about walking in the Spirit and our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 verse 1, it starts with this. There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What a wonderful way to start a chapter. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now, I know what it's like to walk in the flesh and I know what it's like to walk in the spirit. I wasn't a Christian until I was 23 and I most certainly walked in the flesh and I knew a lot about condemnation because I did a lot of stupid stuff and I felt really bad some Sunday mornings waking up. So I know what it is like to walk in the flesh and to be selfish and to give to carnal, carnal fleshly desires, but I also know what it's like to walk in the spirit. And so I've done both, and may I say that walking in the Spirit is best. And may I encourage you to do that. The Holy Spirit is God on earth. We are born again because of the Holy Spirit. He spoke, and we listened, and then we responded. So you are here today, or in relationship with God, because He spoke, and you heard Him. And I think about before I was a non-Christian, if this pulpit represents God, then with my life living in the flesh, I was going in the other direction. Uh, I was running away from God. My life was parties, rugby club rooms, hotels. If God's there, I was going this way. And then I tripped and I fell over and I hurt myself and I looked up and God was there And I'm like, I found him. (laughs) But the reality is, he found me. (laughs) He went after me. I mean, I found God because he found me. And I'm walking with God now because the Holy Spirit chased me down and reached out to me and spoke to me and spoke to my heart. All of us are alive in God because we heard him speak and we responded. The Christian life is a relational journey. It is relationship with God on the earth who is the person, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit perfectly represents Jesus, and he perfectly reflects and reveals the will of the Father. Have you ever heard somebody say, did you hear that? And you, and you stop and you listen. And uh, my wife can hear things I can't hear. She's got bionic ear holes, I tell you. <laughs> but um, sometimes, like somebody will say, did, did you hear that? And all of a sudden, you tune your ear in and you can hear it. Or they might say, can you smell that? And smell what? Oh, the neighbours are having a barbecue. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lisa, you don't have to cook tonight. Turn the barbecue on. I'm going to get some steak. In South Africa, everybody bries, but it's no wonder because you know when they're burning the charcoal. I mean, you smell it and you get hungry instantly and you want brie. You know, do you smell that? Have you ever heard somebody say that? Do you smell that? And all of a sudden, you're awakened to what they're smelling. And uh, what about somebody saying, "Do you see that?" I remember when I was in business and I was driving up to Methven one one day, and. Uh, a worker beside me says, oh, the mountain's beautiful today. And I'm like, wow, they are. Do you know what? They were right in front of me, and I did not see them. I was seeing what I was going to paint and what I was going to do and how I was going to do stuff and this and that. The mountains were right there in front of me, and I did not even see them. <laughs> you know, as Christians, it's our, it's our role to, to say to others, do you see that? Do you smell that? Do you hear that? And awaken people to the realities of God as we work with the person, the Holy Spirit. You don't argue people into the kingdom of God. (laughs) Mal, when the prayer meeting was um, praying to um, uh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And that's what you do, is you give people a taste of Christianity as they see you walking beside God. Romans 8, verse 5 and 6. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. And that used to be me. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Peace, patience, love, kindness. Things of the Spirit become real to us. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. But wait, there's more and peace. Yeah. It's one of the things I, I discovered when I, when I come to make Jesus my Lord and Savior is the peace beyond understanding that I got. Supernatural peace. My life, uh, when I walked in the flesh, was like a roller coaster, highs and lows, ups and downs, and then all of a sudden I'm just walking in peace, just a joy there constantly by living a right life and with God in it. Walking with God, walking in the Spirit, is to be normal and natural. To to be led by the Spirit is as simple as saying, God, what would you have for me to do today? Now verse 11. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit. Who dwells in you the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same holy Spirit that we have It's not a different spirit it's the same spirit and Jesus is our greatest example of what it is to walk with God led by the Father and led by the Spirit. Jesus could walk into any situation and have a redemptive solution. Think about that. Heal a deaf ear, open a blind eye, cast out demons, calm the storm. Jesus, led by the Spirit, had a redemptive solution for every situation he ever walked into. Incredible teaching and wisdom he always had the right answer, led by the Spirit. You don't read in the Bible where Jesus came up to a situation and it's like, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> Got no answers for this one. Jesus was led by the Spirit and he always knew what to do. And that same Holy Spirit leads us. We walk with him. So can I propose that we have a redemptive solution for everything that we walk into because the Holy Spirit will give us the wisdom, the word, the anointing for every situation that we face and walk into. And Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. I've got two brand new bottles up here. I haven't even taken the lids off them. Would you agree with me like they're brand new, they're full? I don't know if you can see them, but uh, would you agree with me that they're full? See, uh, we, we only think they're full, they're not actually full. Let me give you an example. They're quite flimsy little bottles, aren't they? We, we think they're full. I'll come over here. <laughs> you do it. Over. I'll do it over Phil's head. You know where I'm going with this. We think that they're full, but I can actually pour more in. So it's not full. Let me show you when we know it's full. It's full now, because it's overflowing. Before then, it was not full. Think about Psalm 23. David says, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. And when you read about Jesus being baptized, and this is in Luke chapter 4, I believe, when Jesus was baptized and the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was full to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. So you are full when you are full to overflowing in God's economy. How full are you today? Are we coming in like quarter full, saying I'm coming to church this morning for a little top up? (laughs) Jesus walked in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Full to overflowing. And so I want to increase your measure today to what full looks like. Now I'm going to go to Romans 8.28, and uh, this is a, a great promise. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Isn't that a wonderful promise? Whatever you're facing right now, trust God that he's going to turn it around and it's going to be for your good the stuff that's horrible he'll bring victory and empower you to bring victory to others he'll turn it to good it's a wonderful wonderful promise so receive that it's a promise right there in the scripture receive that for yourself today but what I want to do is make it even more amazing and wonderful for you today because I want you to see what that promise is sandwiched in between and so hold on to Romans 8, verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. I want to take you, it's sandwiched between two wonderful uh, passages of intercession, which makes that scripture even more powerful. So I want to go back two verses to verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You ever had that? Oh man, I'm, my life's such a mess, I don't even know what to pray for. Just, just pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit knows. And the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. <laughs> All things work together for good. For those who are called according to the purposes of Christ Jesus. But before that, we see that the Holy Spirit is interceding for us. And now I'm going to go to verse 34. It is Christ who died, and furthermore who is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. (laughs) So doesn't, doesn't that make... Verse 28, even more powerful. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. Before that, right before that, the Holy Spirit is interceding for us. And right after that, we see that Jesus is interceding for us. And you've got to say, no wonder all things work out and work together for our good. Now, I want you to understand what intercession is in a simple sense. Intercession is walking in someone else's shoes. Not praying at them, but identifying with their pain, with their grief, with their suffering. So the Holy Spirit and Jesus love you And they know what's going on in your life, and they're praying from your shoes for you, from your pain, from your suffering. And when I go back to verse 31 and verse 32, which is before Jesus interceding, it says, If God is for us, who can be against us? He he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us, how shall we not know with him also freely give us all things? So what that's saying is if God would go to this extreme to send Jesus to, like as Clive said, to be murdered, to be, die on the cross for us, for our sins, if he would go to that extreme and show us so much love, how much more will he help us with what we're just struggling with today when we understand that he comes into our shoes and, and ministers from us? So again, intercession is walking in someone else's shoes, not praying at them, but identifying with their pain, with their grief, and with their suffering. And if right now the Holy Spirit is interceding for us, and if Jesus is interceding for us, may I propose that there's nothing more godly that we can do than intercede for another. To put ourselves in their shoes and identify with their suffering, and pray on behalf, and then we're praying with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus in unity with them for the breakthrough for somebody else. Something people don't need today is advice. I mean, we've got a device, and you've got the search engine on it, and if you want to know something, I mean, I can, uh, I can get so much knowledge and advice just there. I mean, I can get advice from Dr. Charles Stanley and, and Miles Monroe. Like, there's so much knowledge at our, at our fingertips. I mean, when I was a kid, we had encyclopedia sets. I mean, gosh, I wouldn't even know where to start. But we just type in what we want to find these days. We have knowledge at our f- finger, fingertips. But something that, that our phones won't give us or our computers won't give us is empathy. And compassion, a listening ear. And this is what people need today. And so when somebody comes to you and they're hurting, you don't have to give them answers. You can listen to them. And so ministry can look like this. Hey, I, when, you, when you're talking to me, what I hear you saying is life's hard at the moment. You've got difficulties. Ah, oh so you're struggling. Wow, we've got two ears and one mouth, and so ministry's better with listening. And so what we, what we can actually do is listen to a, a person, hear and feel their pain, their suffering, and then put ourselves in their shoes and pray on their behalf for their breakthrough. And this is so God-like. And this is what the world needs not answers people that will walk with them journey with them pray and intercede and bring breakthrough in their life so we can take a walk in someone else's shoes god puts himself in our shoes what would it be like if in the morning when you're lacing up your shoes? you actually realise that God provided those shoes and you're actually putting yourself in God's shoes for the day. And remember, like Christianity is walking with him and being obedient to him, so you put on your shoes for the day and saying, God, what have you got for me today? Because today I'm walking in your shoes and I'm walking in your ministry. Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And our Julia, I call her Peculiar Julia, and peculiar means not normal or expected. And, and as a staff member, she is peculiar because for every, everybody on staff, they kind of have a job role. But Julia is just kind of get out there, be led by the Spirit and just get amongst people and just do what only Julia can do. And it's amazing. I catch up with Julie and she goes, oh, the other day I was just driving here and I thought oh, I'd better call in and see so-and-so and I just happened to get in there at the right time and, and then I was just going here and thought, oh, I'll see this person and it was just at the right time. I just encouraged them and I had what they needed. She, I mean, every day she laces up the Lord's shoes and just is led by the Spirit and it's a, a wonderful example for us. Um, that, that's what it's... Like to be led by the Spirit. God, where do you want me to go today? What have you got me to do today? And uh, I was at the cafe um, the other week with uh, Michael, and Michael's um, an evangelist. And he's got the hat with hope on, paid in full, tattooed on the arm. And when you're an evangelist, these things kind of uh, can start conversation for you, can't they? And so somebody mentioned about his hat, and Michael, with that evangelism, Uh, Angle was all of a sudden just naturally and easily sharing his face. It's amazing just watching Michael do what he does as an evangelist, just led by the Spirit in that place and allowing God to use him at that time. I'm more of an undercover agent. I haven't got hope on my hat or tattoos on my arms that can start conversations. But I'll, I'll just sit by somebody in the plane and I'll ask them what they do for a job. And then they chat for a while and they ask me what I do for a job. <laughs> well, I'm a pastor. And oh, no. <laughs> so so do, it, do it your way and how, how it best fits you. Like Clive, that share community today is out uh, in, in a local park giving away sausages on a fri- Friday night about making relationship. You know, he puts on... Jesus shoes for that ministry to go out to be amongst people. Trish is always great at giving people a hug and sharing the mother's heart, and and, and she's very generous, and and God directs that generosity. Ruby, Georgia, and Larissa, um, I I think this is incredible. They're in our schools. Everywhere you put the sole of your feet is yours. And, you know... We've got to get our feet into some places to have influence. And I see what they do is like having a foothold into the schools. And when you think about the devil, he wants a foothold and then he wants to turn it into a stronghold. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's how I see that. We've got a foothold into those schools. And, and when, when kids are going through tough, horrible stuff, they're a stronghold in those schools carrying the heart of God, the influence of God, bringing the breakthrough of God in our schools. God will use you if you're available. As you are led by the Spirit, you will ring people at the right time, bump into people at the right time, and you'll find yourself visiting people at the right time as you realise that you're in the Lord's shoes. Can I get Jono up now, please? Uh, as Megan said at uh, Sign Up Sunday, again, is God directing you to join a life group? Host a life group? Lead a life group? Take a walk in someone else's shoes. So, to walk with the Lord, start with receiving Him as your Lord and Saviour. And remember, step number two was to listen to Him listen to that small still voice step number three is to trust him step number four is to be obedient to him now i've got a fifth step for you and that is to walk in his shoes to walk in his shoes can we stand to our feet now i'm going to pray Holy Spirit, I invite you to come. I invite you to come and just pour yourself out over people today so that they would be full. Holy Spirit, you always come down from above like a waterfall. You came down upon Jesus. You came down on the day of Pentecost upon your people. And Lord, I just ask that you would pour yourself out right now Upon all flesh here today, beautiful water that's refreshing, that revives, brings healing. We thank you for it, Lord God, for us to overflowing. And Lord, we thank you for the ministry that you have for us. Lord, that we can actually walk in your shoes and do your ministry. We can partner with the Holy Spirit and be led, that we can be obedient. Lord, I thank you that you talk to us, and Lord, you're talking to us right now. Talking into our hearts, dropping stuff in our spirit, that you're speaking to us. this week in the coming weeks Lord God we want to be led by your spirit we don't want to be people that walk in the flesh we want to walk in the spirit we want to have redemptive solutions for every situation and to do that we need the anointing, the power, the breakthrough of the Holy Ghost, the wisdom that comes with it. So, Lord, fill us to overflowing.